big businesses are built on the ability to be able to acquire customers at scale using money because money expands, time doesn't. Hey friends, it's Steve. If I offered to write a client getting book for you in just 60 days, would you take me up on it? I've recorded a 15 minute video showing you our magnetic author method and explaining how it all works. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And uh, today I want to talk about a couple of issues that I see businesses running into all the time when it, it comes to growth and marketing. And it's not necessarily what you think. See, a lot of people, a lot of people want to think that the challenge with growing is uh, actually completely related to the tactic that they're using. Oh, I need to be doing LinkedIn, you know, outreach. I need to be doing Facebook ads. I need to do direct mail, whatever it is. But that's usually not the problem. Usually it's a little deeper than that. And there are two areas that you can focus on that you can use that are really big levers that will amplify all of those tactics once you decide to, to put them into place. But if you don't take care of these two kind of underlying things, then any tactic that you use is going to be pretty ineffective. And so um, I want to talk about those two things today. Um, and, and the first is your offer. Most of the time when we get a, a, a new client, one of the things that I'm looking at is, all right, who are we marketing to, number one, because that really is going to drive everything. And what are we offering to them? And with what we're offering to them, does that align with what they actually want to buy? And what I find is that most businesses aren't offering what their clients want. They're offering what the industry says you should offer. You know, so an accountant is offering accounting services or tax planning or something like that. That's not what the business owner wants. You know, the business owner wants predictable, steady cash flow and an easy way to understand their their financial position, right? All of the other stuff is kind of, you know, it's it's looking in the rearview mirror, you know, but I'll talk to an accountant and, you know, and it's all about how do I sell more accounting services? And, um, you know, that's just an example. I mean, it spans across industries. If you can get to the root of what your clients actually want to buy, you know, set aside for a minute what everybody else in your industry sells and and really get to the root of what people want to buy. Um, you're going to have a whole lot more success. And, you know, well, you might say, well, I'm in a boring business, you know, and hey, I've been in a boring business, you know, and uh, back when I first started discovering marketing and kind of getting into these ideas when I was in a, a technical business, uh, people didn't wake up in the morning wanting what we sold. Never. You know, um, we, they needed us. We were necessary to, to reach their other goals. And it wasn't really until we started to align our communication with their ultimate goal that we actually started to make some headway with everything. And so I, that really, to me, is, is the first place to look if you want to begin to juice your growth a little bit, is really figure out what is the offer and how can I communicate that idea because an offer is just an idea. How can I communicate that idea in a really compelling way that connects with exactly what they want? Oftentimes that means connecting more of the dots for them. So instead of just delivering your service, it's how do I get them a little bit closer to the result? And how close can I get? The closer you can get to that result, the more money you're going to make, the more you can charge, 
And so these are all, I think, really important questions to, to ask. But the second of these two levers is, I think, equally important. You need the offer as the foundation. But the other lever is economics. And, you know, I see an awful lot of business owners who, who haven't really thought through the economics of acquiring a customer. Um, they look at what they've got to do in terms of marketing or networking or advertising, whatever they're doing to get in front of clients. They look at that as an expense, as a cost, whether it's a time cost, whether it's an energy cost, whether it's a monetary cost, they look at that as a cost. What you're really doing is you're investing. You're investing in the acquisition of assets. Those assets will pay you dividends in, in the form of fees over time. And the businesses that have no challenge growing are the ones who figured out the economics. And by that, I mean, they figured out how much they can spend to acquire that asset profitably. In other words, they know that when they acquire a new client, that new client's going to be worth X. And so they can spend a percentage of X to acquire that asset. There's a return on that investment. And the best companies at this know what that time is. And when you can begin to shift this mindset from thinking that you can't or you won't pay to acquire a client and get to the point where you understand that you can and you understand what those economics are so that you can do it responsibly, you can invest with confidence, you know, then you're able to go out and acquire customers at will. And it becomes really, really easy. And actually, you get to the point where you can acquire, a cust you can acquire customers through, through media rather than only by referral. I'm a big advocate of, of referral and certainly starting there for most people because that's a, it's a tremendous proving ground for your offer. And it's a relatively forgiving one where you can test quickly and you can test with people where you already have some trust so you're, you're not trying to go to total strangers and it lets you get some feedback and kind of hone your offer, you know, and really understand what people want while you're making some money, you know, and then you want to graduate into being able to scale your business with forms of paid media, whether that's direct mail. I mean, we've got a number of clients who just uh, are huge users of direct mail because it's so effective at reaching their ideal clients and generating really highly qualified leads. And they know the economics, so they know they invest a certain amount in a particular campaign that they're going to get a multiple of that back. Not only you know immediately within a certain fixed period of time, but over time, the impact of those communications actually builds and builds and builds. Um, I've got one, one client who will tell the story. He's you know, he's had multiple instances where, you know, he'll have somebody come in and they've got years worth of his, you know, direct mail pieces because he's been so consistent with it and his email newsletters and all that sort of stuff. So certainly there's that payoff over time. But where you really need to focus your understanding of the economics is in the short term. What is the speed of your ROC? I like to call it. What's your the speed of your return of cash? You know, so if you spend a thousand dollars this month to acquire customers, do you get 10,000 back within 30 days or 60 days or 90 days? What is that, that speed of return on cash? Because you gotta be able to finance that over whatever that period of time is, whether it's a week or a month or you know a quarter, uh, you've gotta be able to do that. And obviously the, the shorter the time period, the better, because then you can turn that, that investment over again. You can, now that you've 
pulled that thousand dollars back in as a part of the fees you've collected, you can now redeploy it to go get the next batch of customers and little by little grow the amount of the investment by taking some of your profits and, and reinvesting them. When you're able to do that, you can very easily win. But most businesses don't have, they haven't figured out the offer well enough to be able to go do it. They don't have the mindset to be able to go and do it. And one of the reasons I wanted to share this today is just to, to get you thinking a little bit differently about how you approach things because you're paying to acquire a customer no, how do you, no matter how you do it. You're either paying with time by you know networking and doing all that. And, and sometimes that's the appropriate thing to do. I don't want you to listen to this and think I don't do that. I still do that. I still execute all the strategies that I've written about. But you will get to a point where you'll begin to graduate and kind of work into doing some of these other forms of client acquisition. And big businesses are built on the ability to be able to acquire customers at scale using money because money expands, time doesn't. And so, I, you know, being able to dial your offer in and get that solid so that then it can roll into and play a big influencing factor in the economics of how you acquire customers is really, really important. For a lot of the businesses that I see that get stuck, they just, they kind of get to this point where there's no more time to grow kind of organically using the, the systems that they've got. And at the same time, they've never honed their offer enough to really be able to use that to expand you know, through media. And so that's one of the reasons that I'm seeing such growth with our clients as we're taking them through the book process, because by default, to write a book, you've got to kind of hone that offer and you've got to hone that message. You've got to get clarity around all of it. Um, and of course, it's a great tool then to use in, you know, in your marketing as a, um, a lead generator. But you've got to understand, OK, what can I afford to spend and uh, how can I deploy that that new marketing asset? And so as you listen today, I want you to kind of go through the day thinking about, OK, what could I if I could do that today? What could I invest to begin to acquire customers through media and what tools, what assets, what marketing assets do I need to be able to do that? You know, what offer do I need as an asset to be able to do that and start to think through what that would look like? You know, if, if you could make an investment, honestly, at first, how long could you go before that investment came back to you? You know, in the beginning, the longer you can go, the better, because I'll tell you at, at the beginning, it takes longer to get all of the the systems and the messaging and the offer dialed in so that you can get that that money returned. But that time shortens as you go because you iterate, you experiment, you improve, you know, but you've got to be able and willing at the at the beginning to to go through that experimentation phase so that you can get it dialed in. You got to be able to to withstand that from a mindset perspective first. I think that's the first and biggest challenge. People give up on new initiatives too quickly most of the time no matter what it is. But certainly when it comes to marketing, they everybody believes that results are always instantaneous and they rarely are, you know? And so while we'd all, always like to get to instantaneous results, the reality is this is one of the most complex problems you could ever solve. The, the reason that, that salespeople are paid as much as they are, the reason that highly skilled marketing is as expensive as it is, is because it's a really difficult problem to solve. And uh, if you haven't solved it yet in your business, you know just how difficult it is. So, you know, kind of getting in this mindset that 
all right, if I'm going to grow the business, I've got to invest in it, just like I would invest in, in any venture. And what can I afford to invest? And how long can I afford for that investment to go out? And then place some, you know, place some of those investments in experiments that are, you know, that have a high probability of paying off and a high probability of paying off within your time frame. When you can begin to do this, you can begin to build the business based on economics and get to the point where you know, all right, I can, I can afford to spend $2,000 to acquire a customer or $2,500 or $5,000 or $10,000 to acquire this next client, whatever it is in your situation, whatever it is. When you understand that, that you can do that, you now have lots of options for growing the business. It all becomes much easier because you're less dependent on time, which as I've said, doesn't expand. You know that it doesn't expand. And you're more reliant on money, which is replenishable. And that's really the shift that you want to look to make as you really start to grow. When do you need to make that? You know, for some businesses, that's that's a shift that has to happen very early on. For other businesses, you know, it's it's the thing that needs to happen as they're they're, you know, transitioning past that that first seven figure mark. Um, others it's further down the line. It really depends on your business model. But, you know, the sooner you can get there, the easier the growth becomes. Anyway, I hope this gives you something to think about today. I would love to uh, hear your thoughts on this and on some of these shorter episodes that we're doing. And hopefully they're, they're making you think a little bit differently. We've got some great guests coming up as we get into the next few episodes. And uh, here in the ne- over the next couple of months, I'll be returning to uh, my series on The Less I Do, The More I Make and kind of giving you an update on that as we, we roll into um, really the second quarter of of the implementation of that idea. And we're about to roll into the, the time period as I record this where I'll be off, you know, and taking three-day weekends every week because I've got some systems in place that are, you know, generating new leads even when I'm not there because I've got a team in place that is really executing well. Um, and we've got, you know, internal systems to make things happen. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more as we get back into that series about some of the things that we've been able to to put in place that have really moved the needle and some of the things that we, we tried and just didn't work very well. And so we'll, we'll talk about that as we get into uh, some future episodes. So stay tuned for that. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, uh, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast player. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, uh, leave me a comment and uh, would love to hear what you think about this. And if you have any questions or any topics you want me to cover, uh, leave them in there. And uh, until next time, stay unstoppable. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.